Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. My name's Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to BBR Investigations. Years ago when I started my YouTube channel, I had very basic equipment. I had no real knowledge of how to go about making video or audio, editing, anything like that. Thankfully that was then. And as my experience grows, I have better people around me and better equipment. I'd like to have a look at some of the very first reports I came across or that I took. Many of these cases have not been made public before. I've also added cases that have come in since the original report was made. Over the coming months, I'll bring you many UK and global reports made by ordinary people going about their everyday life. None of these people got up in the morning of their experience, knowing the day would have a life-changing impact on them, leaving them with the usual, what was that? Did that really just happen? How do I explain this to others? And the absolute worst, will it happen again? Tonight, we will start in Scotland, between the beautiful and rugged mountain ranges and the wild coastline. There are a whole host of, that's impossible, experiences. We will hear from people who have experienced strange lights in the sky, impossible creatures, phantom animals, huge footprints, and a seven-foot-tall figure that chases your car. And speaking of seven-foot-tall figures, we also have a report of a tall figure without a head in an area that already has two British Bigfoot reports. Now, David Ewan stated in the Aberdeenshire Evening Express that fresh evidence had been found that could once prove the existence of an ape-like creature said to be roaming in Aberdeenshire. Over the years, people have reported strange creatures, animal kills, and a number of howls that have all been reported to the police by visitors and locals in the area. The article states that Peter Dignam found a set of large footprints on the Hill of Care next to a drinking trough. Peter explained, I was out walking with a dog, and I came across some really strange footprints at a drinking trough. The ground was muddy underneath it. And at first, I just left it off. But then when I went home to get my camera, it started to play on my mind. The day I actually see something, he said, is the day I'll start walking a new route with my dog. Sadly, no images were provided to back up Mr Dignan's find. He did, however, express that the footprints were human in shape, but very large. Now, speculation presents a possible connection to the legends of the Silver Man or the Big Grey Man of the Cairngorms. The Running Man legend is a story that locals tell 
of a creature described as a hairy man that runs alongside cars. An impossible Sasquatch-like creature, separate from the grey man, which has been part of Scottish folklore and traditions for centuries and still being reported in modern day times. One sighting describes a creature whose face was not human. It's known for its preference for running as opposed to walking and has a tendency to run alongside cars and look inside the windows. One ghostly figure was seen fleetingly on the A92 road approaching Arbroath when a driver and a son spotted a woman standing at the roadside. She was no ordinary woman, for the area was absolutely unlit and in pitch black, but that lady's face was illuminated as if by a lantern. In the Torfins and Aberdeen area, a huge hairy figure was said to have chased a car in 1994. Local men, Pete and George, were walking through a forestry track in the woods near their home in Torfins, Aberdeen. When the men were nearing the end of the track, Pete saw a dark figure run from the trees on the left across the track and the figure disappeared into the trees on the right. He at first thought it was a man, but the figure left a strange foreboding in Pete. Now, George did not see the figure at the moment, and he was busy telling Pete that he was imagining things when a face appeared out of the trees behind Pete's back, and that face was looking right at George. George said he was chilled to the bone, as the face he was looking at looked human, but also not human. It darted away just as quickly, and for some reason George threw a large stone in its direction. The two friends then left the area feeling somewhat unnerved. A few weeks later, the two friends, along with a third man that they'd brought for added numbers, were to have another encounter with the man-like creature. As they were driving along the road into Torfins, approximately two miles away from their first meeting. In the witness's own words, suddenly from the side of the road, there came this great muscular hairy figure and it came bounding out of the woods and it started to run behind the car. At one point, it caught up and it ran alongside the vehicle, not seemingly out of breath, and it must have approached speeds of up to 35 miles an hour. Pete described the creature as strong and muscular with red glowing eyes, a thick body covered in hair, and it was about six foot to six foot five inches in height. It was jet black in colour. The figure ran after them for several minutes and then stopped abruptly in the middle of the road, leaving the terrified car occupants to carry on their journey into Torfins alone. The same or similar creature is also being reported by a lady who lives in an isolated cottage on the edge of the forest where Pete and George first saw the figure. She has seen it on two separate occasions, watching her from the house in the woods. She too described it as having red glowing eyes. Now, the only other report that I'm aware of is that of a man who caught a fleeting glance through high-powered binoculars as this creature darted through the forest clearing. A very short walk away and in an area known for its ancient stones, there is a report that would fit well with the Running Man legend. And it could even be the same beast experienced by Pete and George. That case is known as the Bankery Gorilla. 
One man who wrote into the CFZ regarding an experience a friend had shared with him had this to say. A friend of mine told me recently, while she was out with her friend at the back end of midnight, driving through the back roads near Bankera, that she and another person saw something cross the road in front of the leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The car. And the only description she could give me was that it was a gorilla. Now, this is the most level-headed person I know. Some people would say overly skeptical. Definitely and usually she rubbishes any ideas of the Fortean bent that I tried to persuade her with. But she sticks to her story to this day, he said. Bankery could very well be an ideal home for our wild man. Pine forest, mixed forests, this is the River Feud, the River Dee. Um, it's just an ideal area for something like that to hang out in. But there's also other things that hang out in areas like that. The ghost of the Green Lady. With an enchanting turrets, towers and all eight rooms, Cravey's castle near Bankery certainly looks like a place spirits would haunt. The castle was first built in the 1500s by the Burnett family and with the brooding tower house still standing. It is said to be haunted by a restless spirit of the Green Lady, a ghostly apparition dressed in a green robe. And it is said that she was a servant girl or a ward of the laird who disappeared soon after having a child. Now, in the 1800s, skeletal remains were found behind the fireplace in a room that the girl had been spotted in. Now, another girl who is said to wear tartan is a resident, shall we say, of Donata Castle near Stonehaven. And that has been the scene of many dramatic chapters in Scotland's history and is home to several ghosts. There is said to be a girl who is seen dressed in a plaid or tartan dress. And that's she's normally seen in the brewery area. While a Scandinavian looking man was spotted going into the guard room. Just a little drive north on the coast road, you'll come across an area where a young boy was saved from falling off a cliff by a creature that he could not describe. I'll name our witness KB. And he said, I saw your interview with a lady who was sharing her childhood experience of missing time with you and her story really struck a chord with me as I have some very similar experiences to her. The first event happened when I was a very young child. At the time, I was playing in the field behind my parents' house. I was around maybe four or five. 
it would have been in the 70s, and I hazard a guess at 72, 73. I do remember that it was summertime, and I ran to the edge of a field that faced Cransdale Quay. And at first, everything was fine. And then suddenly, I was somewhere else entirely. I remember the fear that something was chasing me. I was so scared, I ran straight off a steep sea brae. And I found myself hanging from a small cliff that was jutting out over the sea. The drop would have been fatal if I'd fallen. And I had to hold on with every bit of strength that I had. And at this point, I'm screaming out for help. The grass is wet and I'm slipping. And then from nowhere came this large hairy hand and the arm came over the brae and it grabbed hold of me. The arm lifted me up carried me back to the Colliston side. I can't tell you what this thing was. I vaguely remember holding onto its head. It was, its ear was pointy and hairy and it spoke to me. It said, you go that way and pointed to where I could see my brother and his friend walking along what I now know as the football pitch. And they were looking for me. It stayed briefly to make sure I was going in the right direction. I looked at it looked away and then back again and it was gone. When my brother and his friend asked where I'd been and they explained that I was in trouble, I said I was with the doggy. Now, we weren't taken to the moor until we were at least seven or eight and we never went there without an adult. It's a dangerous place, has high dunes and thick bogs. As an adult, I know the moor like the back of my hand and it's familiar to me, though it is an odd place too. There are spots of odd energy in places. The older villagers used to say, don't go on the moor at night and stay out of the caves. Stay away from the middle of the moor. My friend Brian ignored this advice and he went to the middle of the moor. And on the way back, he felt something behind him, following him as he walked. And he couldn't see anything, but he could feel it. He described it as a feeling of total fear and he ran until he reached Clooney Cottages. And when he reached the first streetlight, he stopped to get his breath back. And as he stood there panting, he could hear footfalls coming towards him and they were fast. All in all, that night, he ran at full pelt for over two miles. Years later, when I was leaving school at the end of summer in 83, we had a beach party to celebrate and it was a still summer night and the North Sea was calm. We were all sitting at the end of the pier. I heard my friend Chris cry out. We got up, we went looking for him. I see what I think is him crouching by the Orgos house on the cliff. So I break away from the rest of my friends and I decide to sneak up on him. So I crept up slowly and I pounced shouting, I see you, you that was a huge mistake. The thing that I mistook for Chris that I'd startled then stands up to its full height. This thing was as shocked to see me as I was to see it. It's hard to describe what it looked like. It looked like a solid shadow. It had long arms, long legs and a long body with a small head. And it was approximately seven or eight feet tall. Then it turned and shot off at speed down the path to the Cransdale Quay. 
As it pulled away from me, it was as if time snapped back into place. I started speaking, finishing the end of my sentence. And then I ran after it, shouting for Chris. Once I was alone in the darkness, I became filled with terror. I spun around and ran back up the dark pathway. I ran down a flight of steps and across the road. And all my friends were at the top of the village. And they asked where I'd been. I didn't understand at first until they explained that I'd been gone a long time. I'd lost 15 or 25 minutes in a moment that took seconds. He says lots of nightmares followed this experience. He said, I also have an irrational fear of werewolves. I have a keen interest in Bigfoot, Dogman, Paranormal, you know, UFO events. I spent my whole life like you, Deb, trying to make sense of it all. These things keep tabs on me. Now, I'm unsure of how many of you have experienced this snapping back into time event. I can remember an event as a child where I set the bath to fill. And bath then, our bath was like a big cast iron thing. It took ages to fill and you could almost swim in it as a kid. It was freezing in that bathroom and you didn't hang about. I popped the plug in, turned the taps on. And the next second I came to, next to the mirror on the other side of the bathroom. And when I snapped back into reality, I realised I'd covered the whole mirror and the wall in toothpaste, just going over and over in a circular motion. And the bath was about to spill over onto the floor. I was completely stunned. I had to quickly shut off the taps, pull the plug to avoid disaster. I have no idea where my mind went or why I smeared the wall with paste. I can still remember the concealed confusion and distinctly remember coming to snapping back into reality if i'd have asked an adult about what happened they would have repeated the usual mantra of i debs away with the fairies maybe i was maybe the trolls came for me speaking of trolls in the 1960s we have the torn trolls. now this account was written in response to an article published in the scottish magazine in the 1960s and it came from an Englishman who'd spent nearly two years on the island of Hull during the Second World War. He says, one stormy day in winter, I was walking or struggling along a cliff top at Torness. The wind was high and howled about. It was swirling and the clouds part enveloped the land. At times, the pressure was so great that I was forced to bend and clutch the heather to retain a footing. And on one such occasion, and looking up, I was amazed to see that I had the company of what appeared to be a dozen or more wild men dancing about to and fro. Now these creatures were small in stature, and they did not have long noses, nor did they appear kindly in demeanour. They possessed round faces, sallow in complexion, with long, dark, bedraggled hair. And as they danced about, they seemed to throw themselves over the cliff edge. I felt that I was a witness to some terrible ritual dance of a tribe of primitive men. Now, it's difficult to describe in a few words my feelings at this juncture or my bewilderment. The whole sequence could have lasted about three minutes until I was able to leave the cliff edge again. Now, this whole area of the country is filled with reports of trolls, ghosts, spirits, the wee folk, you know, UFO, craft, strange creatures, all manner of unexplained occurrences. 
for example. Certain wild or sparsely inhabited areas often have an uncanny feel. If you remember earlier, KB said that the moor just fell off. Something about the area just doesn't feel right. Now, the area around Mayer is no exception to this. Towering 928 metres above Glen Clover, Mayer has an eerie reputation. One spot that locals avoid is a place known as Jock's Road. The road is said to be haunted by an unusual spectre. It's said if you drive this way in winter, you will see a dark, lonely figure wearing winter clothes as he walks the lane in bad weather. Some even stranger creatures were seen by two walkers up on Glen Prosser who heard a loud scream and turned around to encounter the source of the noise. There, on a wooded hillside, was a large black wild cat. Not a domestic cat, as the beast was at least four feet long, and it vanished after a moment. Its presence was evidently sensed by dogs in the neighbourhood, for there were reports that there was barking from several different areas of the glen. Further south, in the countryside near our broth, in 89, a mother and daughter watched in disbelief as a large white cat crossed their line of sight and then vanished. Even more disturbing, possibly, are the sightings which bear little resemblance to an actual physical creature. Close to a disused quarry in Carmel in the early 1980s, a woman walking her dog unexpectedly came across a huge seven-foot-high creature with broad shoulders, but alarmingly, it had no head. Her dog bolted at once, and she said she screamed and followed it. Now, Carmel is also the area that Charmaine Fraser encountered her seven-foot-high hairy creature in the mid-1980s. A similar creature was also spotted in the same quarry just a few winters ago now. There was said to be one footprint along the road that was human-shaped, but huge. Now, this is also an area that has a large number of reported lights in the sky. In fact, Scotland as a whole has a huge number of reports of UFO and unidentifying lights, far too many for me to read them to you here. But one of the earliest reports is very interesting. A UFO was sighted over Scotland in 1685. And thankfully, it was written down and records of the event were kept. He said, for two minutes on the rainy night of Sunday the 1st to Monday the 2nd of November, 1685, a very bright UFO transfers through the atmosphere above Scotland, moving from the southwest, going over central Scotland, and heading to the northeast coast, going straight for Norway. The five men who witnessed it had no idea what it was, but thought that it was a providential sign from God. Now, these men were co covenanters, and the story of this enclosed encounter involved a covenanter known as John Nisbet of Hardhill and four other militant followers. Now, those with Hardhill on that day in 1685 were his son, James Nesbitt, who recorded the encounter, uh, William Woodbourne, John Ferguson, and Peter Gemmell, who were summarily shot in the fields when Harwood was captured a week later, according to Harwood's son. What he wrote was, the Sabbath night before John Nesbitt of Hardhill was taken, he and four men were travelling, it being exceedingly dark. 
no wind, but a thick, small rain, and no moon, for that was not her season. Suddenly, the clouds clave asunder, towards the east and west above our heads, and there sprang out a light beyond that of the sun, which lasted above the space of two minutes. They all heard a noise and were much amazed. Now Nesbitt states that the clouds above their head were suddenly clove above our heads from the southwest to the northeast, and that there sprung forth a light as bright as that of the sun on a noonday. He says, yet it was much more pleasant, much more amazing and astonishing than the sun. He also states that they all heard a noise and were very much afraid and surprised. His description of the light is a light beyond that of our sun suggests possibly that it was a very bright object. I mean, the sun's about 400,000 times brighter than the moon. The object was so bright, it changed a very dark moonless night into daylight, like noon. However, Nisbet curiously wrote the light was much more pleasant than that of the sun. And what the strange noise that accompanied the pleasant light? I guess we will never know what the men saw that night. You know, since this report was made hundreds and hundreds of years ago, but others have also reported over the decades. Is there a connection between the strange craft and the impossible creatures that people see? Are all these events completely separate, coincidental? Is each unique to the witness who not only experiences the events, but also goes on to report them. I'm unsure of the answer, to be honest, but I would like to continue trying to work out the puzzle that lies there in front of me. Hopefully, you'll join me on that journey. If you like what we've done tonight here at BBR, please give the video a like. It really helps in supporting us or share it on social media. And if you don't want to miss any uploads, make sure you click the bell. I'll be back next week as usual. Have a wonderful weekend. Good night, everyone. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.